0: Hello and welcome to our weekly Behind Enemy Lines preview show here at On Texas Football. I'm your host, Tommy Yarsh, and today we're joined by Jordan Gusky of the Topeka Capital Journal. Jordan, thanks so much for coming on, man. How's it going?
1: Good, man. How are you guys?
0: Doing great. Great to have you. Uh, thanks for coming by and, and joining us to, to talk some Kansas football. I want to start here with the elephant in the room for the Jayhawks coming into this week. Uh, The status of Jalen Daniels, the quarterback over there, hasn't played in four weeks, last played against TCU pretty briefly. Uh, What's the latest on his status as of today? And do you see him playing come Saturday against the Longhorns?
1: Yeah, you know, leipold has been saying, it seems like constantly that he's practicing more and more. Uh, It seems like this week, more than any of the previous ones, uh, he, he may be in line to play. So if you ask me to guess right now, I think he does play on Saturday against Texas. I think Jason's injury against Texas Tech, although that might not necessarily knock Jason out, uh, probably accelerates that return a little bit uh, if it it was not needed to be accelerated. And I just don't really necessarily see them playing Ethan, the freshman quarterback who came in at the end of the Texas Tech game. Um, So I guess right now I feel like Jalen's playing uh, and, you know, practicing more and more certainly helps with that
0: yeah Jalen Daniels to the start of the season was a huge part of the offense and they went undefeated for a couple of weeks and they were really rolling on all cylinders but in his absence you mentioned Jason Bean who has stepped in they've gone one and three with Bean at this as the starter but that lone win was against Oklahoma State Uh, he's thrown for over 200 yards in every game that he's played in so if Bean starts again this week what is it that he brings to the table what makes him different from Jalen Daniels?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's just a bit more dynamic, uh, you know, if he's getting out running the ball. Uh, Jalen's, you know, great in, in that kind of game. Obviously, like you mentioned, had a ton, had a ton of success to start this season. But I think Jason's obviously a much faster runner. Uh, so I think he just provides a more dynamic um, aspect to it if they're going to use the quarterback run game, although they might get away from that a little bit if they want to, you know, keep him healthy, not necessarily good to Ethan. Um, but I think that would be the main thing. And also he doesn't necessarily have the same arm as Jalen, but I think he's shown over these recent weeks he can definitely make a lot of throws. Uh, especially the touchdown to Skinner um, at the uh, in the Texas Tech
0: game, and you, you mentioned the quarterback run game, but it seems like the running back run game has been on point as well. Devin Neal has really shouldered a lot of the offensive load in the last two games. Four hundred and fourteen yards and one hundred and ten receiving yards added against Oklahoma State. Have you seen really anything different from him in the last two games? Because in the other seven weeks of the season he was held under 100 yards the last two like i mentioned he's he's ran pretty well over 190 in each of those showings uh how do you what have you seen from him the last couple of weeks that's sort of helped him accelerate his numbers in his season and do you see him having those kind of numbers against texas i
1: I think he definitely could have those numbers against texas he's definitely on a roll like you mentioned i think the big thing is maybe just opportunity at at this point because at the beginning of the year he was really he was really sharing carries with Daniel Hyshoff who then got hurt I believe against Iowa State so they needed to rely on him more simply because uh one of their one of their main two backs got injured really what is going to probably amount to a season-ending injury for him so I think that's part of it and then these last couple weeks they just kept going to him as well they've really been relying on the run game so I guess it's a combination of those two but really Devin's always been you know that talented I mean I think Texas fans saw that last year in the game in Austin, and I think he's just gotten even better uh, since there, especially with the opportunity he's been given.
0: Well, we'll see what the Kansas run game can do against a Texas run defense that has been pretty stout. They let up, they've let let up a couple big plays here and there, but for the most part, they're a pretty solid crew, even against CCU last week. Uh, now let's talk about some more Jayhawk offense. Five different receivers with more than three touchdowns on the year. Out of the stable that they have, out of everyone that you've seen play, and that can include tight ends as well, Who stands out the most and what threat does that group pose to a Texas defense that is coming off a pretty solid week against a TCU offense that's the best in the Big 12?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm on, a, I'm on a Texas podcast, so I feel like I should say Jared Casey, but, but maybe not. But, but Luke Grimm, uh, I think, is someone who stood out to me a lot just as a possession guy, makes a lot of huge plays uh, in terms of just, you know, critical first downs. He's someone to definitely look to in those situations. And then Lawrence Arnold, Quinn Skinner are two big play guys. Uh, Quinn Skinner is a lot faster than you might think. Um, just seeing him around and Lawrence Arnold, uh, the offense coordinator Andy Kotelnicki said this week has just been the most consistent guy on film for them. So I think those are maybe the three main ones. And then Jared Casey actually has been really good, but that's
0: more of a joke. Yeah, Lawrence Arnold on film has been really impressive this year. So Texas fans and the Texas defense certainly gonna have to look his way once or twice. I want to talk about the trenches here a little bit. There's the Jayhawks, six in the nation in sacks allowed, just eight through 10 games. But last week, three of those sacks came against Texas Tech that they gave up. This is a Longhorn defense that had a season-high five sacks last week against the Horned Frogs. They've been at the top of their game, like I've been mentioning. How much of a factor are the trenches going to be in this game? And looking at both sides, who do you think has the upper hand?
1: Yeah, I mean, trenches are huge. Uh, I think something that Kansas has mentioned over the course of the season in terms of you know, their coordinators and their team in general – it's just if they can match the physicality or even overcome the physicality of their opponent, they have a lot better chance to win. And that starts in the trenches, especially defensively. Uh, so you mentioned the sacks. Yeah, this past game against Texas Tech wasn't their best in that respect. Uh, I think one of those might have been on Ethan, though. Uh, so freshman quarterback at the end of the game, if I remember right. But yeah, I think at different times they've struggled a little bit against some really talented pass rushers. Um, So it's a little bit of a toss up in that respect. But I think over the course of the season, you know, they've earned, uh, you know, the respect that they've gotten that you mentioned uh, with how well they've been able to protect the quarterback.
0: Yeah, and this Texas front, guys like Baron Sorrell who had a career game last week and even on the corner blitz that they like to use a lot. We saw it a little bit with Ryan Watts last week who came off the edge and got Max Duggan pretty good. It'll be interesting to see how they go up against the Jayhawk offensive line. This Texas team much better in years past than they have been in those trenches, both offensively and defensively. Uh, Speaking of defense, Kansas ranks 117th amongst FBS teams as a team defense they've gotten into a couple of barn burners this season and the game between these two last year as we all remember over 113 points scored do you get the sense that this year's game between Kansas and Texas is going to be similar to last year's and if it isn't if it's the flip side and it's a defensive showcase who do you expect to make plays on the defensive side of the ball for the Jayhawks
1: you know, I, I think if I had to, like, if you made me pick one way or the other, uh, one way or the other, I, I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I wouldn't necessarily say overtime, fifty-seven, fifty-six, although that was a thrilling game to watch. Um, but I, I would, it's probably going to be on the higher-scoring end of things. And in, in terms of uh, playmaking ability, I think you got to start with Kobe Bryant, who I believe had a pick-six against Texas last season, uh, and had the pick-six to help seal the win against West Virginia earlier this year. He just seems to make big interceptions, you know, pretty often. Uh, so that's definitely a guy to watch. Uh, we were talking about the trenches. Lonnie Phelps, a transfer from Miami, Ohio, defensive end, uh, is one of the one of the top, I think, four or five guys in the Big 12 in sacks. Leads Kansas in sacks by far. He's a huge guy to watch as well. Uh, and then, you know, Rich Miller likes it, makes everything go uh, at middle linebacker. So maybe he's not making those splash plays, but he's running things for sure.
0: Now, I want to talk about this Kansas team as a whole here, Jordan. Uh, a lot of people were surprised this year after they started undefeated. They're bowl eligible for the first time since 2008. Lance Leipold has certainly seemingly turned things around in Lawrence and made this program, you know, someone that they have coaches have to reckon with. Coaches have to, you know, genuinely devote time to game planning again where that maybe wasn't the case, at least fully in years past. What have you seen in this year's team that's different from those in years past?
1: Yeah, I think the the main thing, and and people point back to this a lot, is when Leipold and his staff got there was basically after spring ball. Like, they didn't have a spring ball with their staff. Really, through the the fall, through the season, they were continuing to install things uh, on both sides of the ball, and I would assume special teams as well, and getting things rolling. So the biggest thing is that they had – a full off season, especially with the strength staff and all that to prepare for this fall. And I think that's the number one, I guess, a main reason why they're doing so well. Uh, obviously, Jalen Daniels play a quarterback, like you mentioned, uh, has been huge. They have a great stable of running backs, uh, even though they have sort of relied on Devin lately, offensive lines a lot better. And they just have more depth defensively. Uh, they got a, a great safety from Purdue and Marvin Grant who adds depth at safety, some transfers at corner. I mentioned Lonnie already. Linebacker, there's a lot more depth with some transfers. So I think those are the main things that come to mind um, that has this team rolling uh, and doing a lot better than a lot of people, including myself, expected.
0: And you mentioned depth. I want to talk a little bit about injuries real quick. We we touched on Jalen Daniels earlier. Are there really any other injuries or any is anybody out that could have an impact on this game on the Kansas side of the ball? In
1: terms of impact players, I'm not sure. I think the thing that Kansas is dealing with right now is that there are guys who just have had seemingly dealt with things you know, pretty consistently. Kenny Logan's they their probably their top safety. He's dealt with stuff for the course of the season. Lonnie Phelps, like I mentioned, uh, has been has been dealing with some stuff and has gotten hurt at different times, although he keeps coming back into games. Luke Grimm, who I mentioned, missed a game, Is has, has dealt with some stuff. So I think some different key guys have dealt with stuff over the course of the season, but in terms of actually being out, I think Jalen is really the main and really only one to watch in that respect.
0: Okay, so we'll keep an eye on and see if Jalen Daniels makes his return against the Longhorns. They travel to a rejuvenated Lawrence, Kansas on Saturday, seeking revenge on the Jayhawks' kickoff set for 2.30 p.m. Uh, Jordan, last question for you. When these two teams played last year in Austin, Kansas pulled off a massive upset. They beat the Longhorns on their home turf. The Longhorns haven't beaten the Jayhawks since 2019. Remember, these two teams didn't play in 2020. This Kansas team, like we mentioned, is much different than those in years past and it's much in part to Lance Leipold and his staff doing a phenomenal job. If they want to win back-to-back games, technically, against the Longhorns for the first time in series history, what's going to have to happen on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that first offensive drive. It doesn't necessarily have to be a touchdown, but – they need to drive down the field and, and establish that they're going to have that fast start, because at times on both sides of the ball, they haven't really had that fast start and have had to come back in games. Sometimes that worked. Sometimes like TCU, it didn't work. Oklahoma didn't work. So they've really got to have that fast start, especially offensively, if this is going to be a high scoring game, uh, like I mentioned, and uh, sort of, I guess, predicted it in a way. Um, so I guess that's the main thing. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to have Jalen back to win as long as Jason can make those plays, but that definitely helps a lot because I think Jalen was a starter at the beginning of the season for a reason. And then can Lonnie and that, that front seven get after, you know, Quinn Ewers? I, I think that's, those are the three main things um, that come to my mind in terms of Kansas uh, potentially pulling back-to-back wins against this Texas team. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: Jordan, I want to slip one more in here. Uh, If Jalen Daniels comes back, what's he going to have to do in this game for you and maybe other Kansas fans to say, "Okay, this guy is healthy again. He's back. This is the Jalen Daniels that we all know and love.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's move around well in the pocket. I know it's a shoulder deal um, around there that he's dealing with, but have that confidence to move around the pocket, make those throws, make those plays as if he is feeling, you know, really as healthy as he can be, which is what Lance alluded to. On Monday, if it looks like he's hesitant or anything like that, uh, you know, there's a potential that the uh, Jayhawks are going to be in for a long day. But if he can show that confidence in the pocket, I think that's going to prove a lot to a lot of people and um, probably to the people across on the other sideline as well. All,
0: All right. right. Well, thank you so much for that insight, Jordan. Thanks again. Jordan Gusky of the Topeka Capital Journal joining us today. Make sure you guys go give Jordan a follow on Twitter over at Jordan Gusky Makes it pretty easy, just his name. You see it there in the bottom left corner of his box. Thank you so much again, Jordan, for joining us. Really appreciate your time, my man. That's going to wrap things up on this episode of On Texas Football. Thank you again for watching and joining us today. Be sure to come back tomorrow. I'll be joined by Ian Boyd for our weekly game preview episode. Lastly, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel for more content throughout the week. We finally hit that 10,000 subscriber mark, so thank you all so much for making that possible. We really appreciate it here at the IT team. For our producer, Matthew Hutchison, and all the great folks at Inside Texas, my name is Tommy R. saying. See you next time, and have a great day.